1: Oh, man it is this week's time to explain yourself will explain yourself what the hell have you done this week nothing i'm a sorry slacker <laughs> oh that is beautiful i've been working man i've been working i've been i've been doing what these two uh intrepid heroes are in the middle of i've been getting the next kickstarter front. so uh God bless you two. You're in the thick of it because uh, <laughs> it's like a month away and I, I feel deluged. How how are you both feeling? We have Honor Vincent and Adam Barnholt from the New Rat City and Moonspawn and the Defenders Kickstarter campaigns. What have you been doing this week? weekend? We week, can weekend just start it. Okay. I, I, listen, I've been in like 90 universes today. I saw the Doctor Strange movie. I'm a little discombobulated. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, uh, but uh, definitely, Adam, and I talked about it before the show. I think definitely we were both go see it if you're an MCU fan. For I, sure. Absolutely. At the, at the very least, I think there was an I love it and I liked it out of the two mm-hmm. of us. Um, so go see it, but you will get a little discombobulated by it. Uh, what have you been doing this week?
0: Um being exhausted, man. Nice. Does that count? Just just pure exhaustion. I I'm officially at the point. Uh oh nice. Sixty-nine hours to go on on the campaign. Yeah. I'm officially out of You're days. To, right. from days to go territory to to hours to go. This I always forget how much work a Kickstarter project is, right? Yeah. You always yeah. say, I wanna I wanna crowdfund my comic, I wanna make this book, but then putting the campaign and running the campaign's actually tougher making yeah. a comic book which is absolutely insane because every comic's an absolute miracle if it comes together <laughs> um yeah. but no, just working on this and smooth sailing i suppose nice. trying to write and yeah. uh trying to try and, stay trying
1: to write is 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 definitely the uh i i go through pitches where I'll, I'll write for two weeks and then six weeks later i'm like crap i have done nothing on the creative side honor what have you been doing this week
2: I mean, I've, I feel like I'm. we're all in the same boat a little bit. of like, oh, um, I'm a little, I have a little more time in my campaign. So I'm, I'm still in the days, not the hours left. Um, but yeah, lots of just refreshing that page. Uh, also, you know, day job stuff, also trying to write and get some, you know, I was talking about it with a friend today. I feel like I am very happy to be in a place with New Red City where we're like, doing our last campaign for it and then it'll be like out in the world um and i can get back to my longer series that i've been working on for a while but then another idea for another giant series creeps in
3: Uh.
2: bothering you and now it's like i'm gonna be juggling for the rest of my life am i not so
1: oh that's you know what that's awesome though when inspiration strikes it can strike painfully but god bless it (laughs) <laughs> well we do we do at the beginning a little 30 second uh pitch an elevator pitch so Adam if someone was walking past your uh booth at a convention how would you get their uh, their attention about
0: moon I would say just real quick like a maniac horror comedy superheroes um it's see now the podcast is called explain yourself and in job interviews when they make you say what's like your worst, Aspect or whatever—it's right. like explaining myself. That's the word. It's—it's uh, <laughs> um, it's a branch of so my, my first published work was Shit Show f- through Scout Comics. I always say my X meets Y is the Boys meets uh, Shameless, and this is just like the the horror comedy corner of that that superhero universe. It's equally parts spooky and dumb toilet humor. Um, nice. Like my two genres just mashed together. So that's no. Moonspawn and the Defenders of the Dark. Silly so you're dude. just going to
1: love a Sam Raimi movie no matter what.
0: Yeah, no matter what. It's <laughs> my favorite movie ever, you know.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, Honor, I, I will I will uh, embarrass you. New Rat City, the first volume, has been like my most <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter book that I've received this year. Thank you. I adored it. I thought it was amazing. I thought the writing and art were impeccable. So please pitch it to somebody. But if you are listening, uh, no, I really like Shit Show, but I didn't get it as a Kickstarter. I got it from Scout. So I get, to, I get to shine all of this on honor. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this, listen to this pitch.
2: How can the pitch live up to that? Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I would probably bark out from my Comic Con table. Do you love and/or hate rats? Uh, either way, we've got you. So New York New Rat City, uh, it is. It's an eco horror with some comedy and family drama thrown in. Um, sort of my nightmare about what could happen to New York City in the near future if we don't get our shit together <laughs> uh, and and prevent you know, flooding and abandonment and infrastructure collapse from hitting the city uh, came from thinking about sort of what happens when humans move out of a place that is, you know, like New York City, the rats and the wretches move in and maybe some other uh, less familiar stuff too.
1: Well, so. We've got great news. If this pandemic has taught us anything, <laughs> they are going to prove you prescient and Right. Because they're not going to get their shit together. It
2: doesn't feel like it, no.
1: There's going to be a statue of you singing (laughs) with Manhattan. She said it.
2: Just going like this. God damn you. Yeah.
1: The I Told You So statue. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I always wanted to be Alexandra, but not really.
1: <laughs> Blake's buzz is in the oh, chat. Nick. Blake, Blake says fully ba new rat city yeah. is sick. Uh, I do want to say I was listening to Adam uh, and Blake y- yesterday and this morning uh, talk about it. So. Once you get through listening or watching this campaign, you find Blake's Buzz podcast and, and listen to Adam because they really go in deep dark about uh, Adam's like full on run through uh, the shit show universe. So, uh, and Blake Blake does a hell of an interview that uh, Will and I are not going to even try to match. So I'm going right. to give a shout just out. To just the like campaign. the hot seat, man! I was
0: sweating <laughs> for 90 straight minutes. <laughs> he, yeah, he, really. he
1: puts a spotlight on, but he does it with love,
0: <laughs> much love. A lot of love.
1: All right. Uh, should we flip a coin? Who do we want to talk to first? Will you want to pick? Um, I always do this to Will just flip, to make him look coin.
3: bad. I don't know. We uh, we started with Adam, so let's let's go deep dive into uh, New Rat City. Um, Sounds
1: good to me. Uh, so as I pull up the page, Honor, um, you were telling us about how you're growing up, uh, your 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 own family life led into this book a little bit. So I'm going to pull up the page in case somebody didn't, uh, hear that campaign or or didn't, didn't look at the page. How did you get into talking about, uh, the, uh, the particular job of your lead character?
2: Uh, yeah. So it came from, uh, my dad's job when I was a kid, he was an exterminator. Um, so that was, the story didn't start off with a lead character who's an exterminator. Um, Kind of tried to write this one several different times in several different ways, and then I realized, it, you know, both a really good narrator for something like this is somebody who would go into all the creepy, slimy corners and have an excuse to do that. Um, and I kept thinking about kind of the the world that was emerging here, where you, you know, there were animal cruelty laws in place, so you cannot hurt any li- living being, and what would pest controllers do if they both had to balance like keeping the city safe for people and livable and also not being able to kill anything. So that was another interesting tension that kind of came in. And I think that also came from my dad and kind of, you know, watching him do his job while also knowing how much he loved animals. Um, That was always a big irony. Um, So that's, that's kind of where she comes from. She's a third generation pest controller. She kind of takes over the family business when her dad is, is knocked out by a rat related accident. <laughs> um, spoiler. It's in the first issue, but uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's kind of where she, where she comes from.
1: And is this the exact same team for the, the first volume?
2: Yep. Yeah. Same team. Um, so the, this, the series is being done through Kickstarter in two uh, double issues. So we did the first campaign for the first for part one, which is the equivalent of issues one and two, and then this campaign is done for part two, the equivalent of issues three and four. Um, we're printing in double issues partly because Scout, a friend to us all <laughs> is um, putting the series out later this year as a- Oh, okay. And then. A- a that trip. is,
1: that's wonderful to hear. I, I yeah. didn't know that uh, officially. I don't believe I, I, I heard there might be some communication, but I, I <laughs> I'm not in that inner circle where I know things are actually happening. So I'm very right. excited. Yeah. Well, I have know. some
3: really, really amazing covers here. I mean, your cover a, uh, it's just beautiful. I mean, yeah, the George,
2: Jordan yeah cover
3: there uh and then the other covers are i mean just beautiful too i mean is that something you went out looking for or is did that just kind of present itself how did uh how did you sorry i got a bug here uh how, oh, how did you somebody get an
2: exterminator <laughs> i need
3: an exterminator yeah there we go <laughs> uh,
2: how, so
3: how did yeah how did you get in touch with your uh your cover artists
2: yeah. So George is the main artist in the book and DC Alonzo who did the colors on two of these covers is the the main colorist and I'd worked with them before on my other series. Um, and as I also worked with Unai uh, who did kind of cover B. Uh, so I am in communication with them a lot. Um, I found them on Facebook, I think, and then through kind of a, an artist agent that they work with in Spain. So they're all just really wonderful people and we keep in touch. So I thought of Unai immediately when I was like, all right, I want more variants here. Um, <laughs> and he was kind of getting back into the swing swing of things art wise. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yep. I, <laughs> I'm excited about this. Um, and then Lane, who did cover C and has done kind of a suite of covers for the series, um, including this really great one that I hope Scout's going to use, which is a, a big rat ma uh, that we're doing a print of for the campaign too. Um, I found them on uh, Twitter and love their work and emailed them one day out of the blue. That's really the beauty of the internet and they're great. Yeah. So they're also illustrating um, in our last campaign, we had a tier that was, you can pick a Pest for Felicia to do battle with, and a short story that we'll do in part two. So Lane's illustrating that for the oh, nice. for the two folks who got that tier. So that's that's going to be a good one. That's only going to be in the Kickstarter book.
1: Yeah, they have I mean, such Kevin, a wonderful like like unique style. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and I think this just uh, this is like another uh, you know argument uh, that we can add to the the list that only good things happen when you contact people on the internet. <laughs> Right?
1: <laughs> only. Only. It is. And you can also believe that the person contacting you is on the up and up uh, yeah. as well. Now, I, I noticed these rats. Uh, yeah. What is the story behind these being made? I believe I have seen in an update that these are not factory-made they rats.
2: <laughs> They're not. I made them myself with my own hands. Um, so I, I don't have enough to do is the problem. No. Uh, and I, <laughs> no, I, um, I forget where I saw the first needle felted animals that I saw in my life, but I was like, those are really cool. I wonder how hard that is. And I <laughs> looked up some tutorials, which like, this is a thing that happens to me often. And I'm like I can, let me try, like, let me just see if that'll work. And this was many months ago. Um, and yeah, I was like, you know what, this actually wasn't that bad. Like, I think I can get good enough that I feel like comfortable actually putting these up as a tier. Um, right. So that's, that's where those came from was me being like, you know, very Elwood style, like, well, like it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, I actually, I added another rat to the, to the campaign in honor of this evening because we were sold out of them, but I, have decided to do another one in case anybody wants one. Oh um God. So yeah, that's that's these little guys. So they are covered in the blue slime from the series. They're on metal armatures. They move, so you can kind of pose them. You can have them. That's
3: incredible. comic
2: right. if you want to.
1: <laughs> we we now know why you are exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, Danny Rellas of the Collective. Yeah. We and and these people know you, Danny. Yes. Uh, Very well. Well. And uh, Ignacio is in the chat. Ignacio, how are you, buddy? Hey, Ignacio. Oh, and Shani. Shani was here for the beginning. Shani, I'm sorry we didn't say hello. Hope you're <laughs> doing fabulous. We've got two awesome campaigns to talk about tonight. Um, so this is four parts. It'll be done. How much is the catch-up tier in case somebody missed the first campaign? Because as I said, I, you, you've got to get this uh, serious people.
2: Yeah, so the, the digital catch-up for Parts 1 and 2 is $12, um, and it's 120 pages of comic and artwork and short stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want both issues, you have a bunch of different options, so you can get the cover you want of Issue 2 as a tier, and those are 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. and then do the cover you want of Issue 1 uh, as an add-on, so that comes out to, I think, 23 okay. if you do it like that. Um, Or you can get the works, which you get a bunch of extra stuff in there, too. You get like a city map and a patch um, and stickers. And that is 28 for all that stuff.
1: Awesome. Is there any, well, is there a possibility that we could come back to this time and this northeastern part of the United States, because I don't want you to spoil if there will be a New York at the end of the series. <laughs> um, is, is there any possibility of coming back to this time? Because you did so much research. I, I kind of hope that um, there's a way to visit. Uh, but is there anything in the plans or has this new idea um, taken taken all of the energy?
2: It's it's open. It's open for a, for a sequel at the end. Um, I figured, why not? But it, you know, I, I won't super give anything away. We definitely know more about what's what's going on by the end, but okay. it's definitely there's a new uh, potential villain and antagonist, and um, the city city ain't down yet. But
1: all right, you're speaking my language. That is it. Great.
2: Like it is a complete arc, in case you are frustrated by that kind of thing. <laughs>
1: But I mean, yeah, that can that can happen in Kickstarters where you get a really great issue one and you got a really great issue one, (laughs) you know, it has happened and that that can be rough. But you know what? We've all uh, struggled to get our our campaigns done. So I'm not casting aspersions at anybody. (laughs) so Danny says, seeing Adam on here reminded me to back Moonspawn. Now that is one that we we are really taking credit for. Explain and we actually bump. deserve.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I have to pay out commissions. Oh. Yeah. Danny, just wait like thirty minutes, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the explain yourself bump is is uh, it's huge. You're riding the crest of our uh, of, of our crew. Um,
0: thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh,
1: my gosh! It is our pleasure, and I think did we put up the um, the New Rat City campaign? I'm trying to hide. Yeah, uh, no, we didn't. Oh, well, let's get it up there so people can see. Um, so go. Kickstarter.com, and you know, if you just type in Honor Vincent uh, for the name or New Rat City Parts One and Two, you will find the uh, the campaign. And again, I I, I don't want to uh, embarrass you, but I just you know like sometimes you get a, a book and you're just like okay this book was made for me and new rat city was was made for me it, it had you know this the future speculation that i could tell it was well researched you didn't lean on it so hard that the story wasn't engaging and your art team is absolutely incredible and i just think it's a a fabulous comic, and I think everybody uh, needs to go out and get it. And you've already got as m- about as many backers as the first campaign, so um, with days to go. So I think that that's the proof in the pudding right there.
2: Hope so, yeah. And thank you very much. The art team is amazing, and I'm very, very lucky to both have found them and that they keep wanting to work with me on these weird books. So, <laughs> Yeah.
1: I do have to
0: say, there is a sense of jealousy on on the lettering as well. I always want to reach out to Lucas about all of my projects. I'm like, the best letterer in the game. One of my favorites. It's incredible. He's
2: a delight to work with, too. Like, just super thoughtful about all of the choices that he makes. Like, really, he's a really, really good letterer.
1: Blake's Buzz says, get Andraste too. Um, Well, let's let's talk (laughs) about it real quick. That is your other book. This is also speculative, uh, highly researched fiction. But instead of going forward in time, you're going back in time. Um, I'm going to assume you can pick it up as an add on in the campaign.
2: Yes. Yeah, I've got some of those trades left. So if you want, um, it's issues one through three planned out as a 12 issue series. So That's a longer one, but we will be coming back to it later this year. So if you do want to grab that.
1: And what, what would be the the elevator pitch on that book? Um, I, I read it and liked it and I would be really embarrassed to try to remember exactly which war <laughs> and, and which countries are involved because I would pro- I, I'm 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 thinking there's some Romans coming to mm-hmm. England. There you go. But all right, all right, I'm gonna stop before I mess anything up. So you go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, so Andraste is the story of Boudica, who was a Britonic queen who fought the Romans off in first century Britannia. Um, it is the story of her and her daughters and also all of the kind of mythological underpinnings of their world and how all of that gets warped by the Roman Roman invasion.
1: Yeah. So, if you like your your future speculation, New Rat City. If you like your uh, historical speculation, Andraste. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. We're gonna we're gonna table table honor for right now. But please pop in whenever you've got a good question, Adam. Uh, let's get mm-hmm. into your shit. I know it's. I was listening to Blake. It's not going to be the shit show universe, right. coming out of the book shit show. <laughs> yes, from uh, the pages
0: of shit show. <laughs> yes,
1: which is your Scout Comics mm-hmm. superhero comedy uh, kind of Depressed because they they aren't really the shit. Um,
0: uh, Very depressing. Comic- yeah, it's terrible. It's just it'll put you in a bad mood. So yeah,
1: terribly depressing. Not a terrible comic. Uh, right. Let's <laughs> let's, let's, say, let's terribly say that depressing.
0: One. That's a, can I use that as a pull quote? Trade number please. two, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anytime. So and you have an amazing uh, link to get to the to the Kickstarter. Big scary dot monster.
0: Big scary dot monster. So Moonspawn uh, features a character named Zarya Moonspawn. Um, her father, Rip, is actually the world's biggest monster hunter, and, and she kind of realizes that, you know, these monsters are, are beings we can have conversations with. I'm, I'm not sh- quite sure we should kill them, you know. Um, so the stories about, you know, the, the rocky relationship we, she has with her father and uh, over the course of it... Um, His I'll say he gets an illness that causes him to make uh, irrational decisions, um, which causes him to go into this alternate dimension, of course, because you make irrational decisions. You know, we each make questionable decisions sometimes and Rip just so happened to make the decisions to climb into a world full of nightmares and bad people. <laughs> Been there, done you're, that, right? At yeah, one point, call, you know,
1: you're calling that irrational. That makes perfect sense. Right, It me. makes
0: perfect <laughs> sense. So, what this is is, uh, when I was writing shit show, um, I really like superheroes. I think we all really like superheroes, right? And that's that's the reason why comics. are are what they are so I, i started writing short stories featuring superheroes and that ended up in shit show shorts which is another kickstarter thing that i'm doing on the side um but then i really wanted to to make a a horror team you know a scary spooky team and uh we had all these short stories we were sitting on so we wrapped them all together in one issue and we have a framing story that that ties them together and that leads the Defenders of the Dark and, and Zarya Moonspawn into this alternate hellscape to, to find her father, who, you know, doesn't really even know he's her father anymore. So oh, it's, wow. uh, it's uh, crazy. It's uh, very, very dark humor. Um, there, there's some stories that are, you know, almost Three Stoog-ish. And then there's there are others that are really serious, like a, a kind of like a Frank Miller Daredevil type. Um, but those five stories, six stories, we actually unlocked one in the the stretch goal. So this is a classic oh, nice. number zero. It does set up um, a four issue mini series that will either get published or kick started at some point. We're working on it now, but this is just the the launch pad into this story that's um, pretty terrifying, kind of funny. Hopefully funny. Um, It's funny. You can
1: write something scary and be pretty sure it's going to be scary. But you write something funny and it just kind of sits on the page until someone tells you, right?
0: Writing comedy is the worst. I hate it. (laughs) I I hate it. Everyone has – see, I think that's the thing. Everyone has different sense of humor. But everyone knows when something's sad, right? Right. Unless you're a psychopath. And Um, then you're laughing at it.
3: Right. Yeah. Which is is funny, full circle, the circle of life. (laughs) Dying's easy, comedy's hard, is that the old Mm -hmm. quote?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's Moonspawn, number zero. Um, Five different creative teams, six different creative teams now. I think there's
3: a a carryover between two of the stories. Um, Will one of these creative teams be the... You said it's a classic four-issue series. Will there be a single team for those? Yeah,
0: we're actually... uh, Nicholas Santos, and he's actually working on Shit Show uh, Volume 2 with me, too. And he does the... uh, Probably the grossest story in this one, where this thing can turn himself into multiple bugs and creepy crawlies and other gross stuff. Which doesn't end up well for the bad
1: guys. That's the Three Stooges comedy one, right? That's
0: the Three Stooges (laughs) one. Yes, the Niagara Falls of the (laughs) Moonspawn. Need to call an exterminator. Calls- Sorry. Yeah, you know. yeah. Right. There, there we go. Crossover. We got. comics we- we- universe. We- we'll have tar join in too. sometime.
1: <laughs> we got our, our patented uh, themed show that Will and I didn't realize we had put together. So Danny had a question that kind of is a very much the question that I was going to ask. He's asking. I've always a question I've always had for creators: Why issue zero and not number one? And I'm going to piggyback with that. Um, is issues one through four are going to follow the anthology type of a feel, or is it going to be one linear story?
0: So it's all one story. So actually the number zero um, at one point was the very first few pages of the miniseries. And we chopped that off and, and that'll actually serve as the springboard. So issues one through four, the only reason we did a number zero was one through four is the same exact art team all the way through. And number zero is just the the teaser Of sorts i guess um but yeah we are using one of the same art teams from the comic to um, launch the miniseries
1: and and to me when i see i've never written an issue zero so i Mm -hmm. can't speak from the mind of a creator on that one as a reader i've always felt like when i see a zero i'm seeing something that's setting up right a series, or I'm seeing something that somebody wrote after they'd already done one through four and their publisher said they needed to write another pilot. Um, <laughs> that's
0: essentially what this is. This is this is our backdoor pilot for, for okay. this series.
3: Well, I'm gonna bake Danny's noodle right now. What? No love for one half issues, Danny? I mean come on, man. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> 0.
0: 0.5 1.5. That's, right. that's where we're going to go. I'm sure he sold a couple
1: of those in his time at the collective. Yeah. Um well you know this is kind of exciting to we didn't we didn't do this but but you know you've got people we've got somebody who has a, a book with Scout and somebody who has a book coming out with Scout. Uh, honor um, have you i'm I'm guessing that Aristotle wasn't uh published in in a you know in comic shops because it's the first three issues and usually they only take something you know when it's an arc is complete
2: right yeah yeah i did bring it to my local store and was like please (laughs) please put this on shelf and they were very kind and they did but that's the the only store it was in um (laughs) So, yeah, I think I'll probably what, I, what I'm considering doing with that is um, and this idea, Adam, that you're doing of having kind of a compilation of short stories. I really like that. And I'm like curious if you use that for character exploration or you're kind of like like testing different storylines. Like, are you going to then have like a an arc that is the, you know, one and on? Is this sort of a...
0: Right. No, so that's – I'm not sure as a cr- what, what my creator cred will do after I say this. But, yeah, I do like to do the short stories and see how people react um, to it. I mean, for every short story, like like Shit Show Shorts, number one, we had four or five in there. And we're already – our next Kickstarter is the, the novella or the graphic novella based off of one of those stories. I think 70 pages it's going to end up being – um and that's coming out later this year but that's the thing every panel i've always been to that uh the breaking in panel you know at the the convention and stuff it's like start small do the two-pager or right do a one-pager or something like that and then i did shit show which was three issues to begin with and now i can't stop so i think maybe this is even a way to like compensate like overcompensate about those anxieties or feelings I have that they said I needed to, to have. It's like, well, I am doing short stories. It's just part of something else. Um, But no, to answer your question. Yeah. I I really like um, C2E2 last year. There was, I forgot the gentleman's name, but he came up to the table and was like raving about one of the characters in my, in my book. And first of all, I was just completely gobsmacked. I'm like, Oh wait, I did write about that character. Um, it just so happens that that character is uh, what we're doing for Kickstarter now. Um, but yeah, I like just testing the water. You know, you, you get something out, you see how you, you jive with the characters and their stories And some work, um, and clearly a lot more do not work, whether you don't like the character or the story or where it's going. Or...
1: Right, but I mean, you you have you have the experience of someone coming to you that not only did you not have to sell on the book, but he brought mm-hmm. to you his favorite part. So, I mean, let's celebrate an enormous win with that story. That is, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That,
0: that went, t- yeah, that's to my head now. That's all I'm going to do is spin-offs of that one character. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's going to be thrilled. This, this one person that bought a comic once, he's ecstatic. You know, sorry i sorry, don't remember your name they, they
1: say they say to you know pick your perfect avatar and write to that avatar you don't have you've got a guy you've got it yeah. you don't have to have an avatar you've got a guy so i have
0: a guy he's probably signed up to my e- email newsletter even so you know just a super fan hasn't started any hashtags yet so i'm not sure if he is a super fan but we'll see <laughs> we'll get there
3: well yeah, you That's brought a... you just brought up something really uh interesting i mean i know. Kevin sends out a newsletter because uh, I'm on it. I'm, I stalk him pretty regularly. <laughs> you know. um, I send out a newsletter. Uh, you've you mentioned you send out a newsletter. I mean, honor, do you have a, a, a new I think you're I'm on your newsletter as well. so I think we're all doing newsletters. is that right?
2: Yeah, I do I do have a newsletter. I've kind of recently consolidated because I had a blog and a newsletter and then I'm just I, I went for Substack, um, and I just decided to put everything there because you can basically have a website built off of your newsletter. It's pretty cool.
1: That's nice. I think that's where I saw the rats. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. who it was a Kickstarter update for, but now that I think it was the newsletter. But um, I think they're, they're really an amazing way to kind of remind yourself that you're doing this for people. Um, you, you know, you, you can get into your own head and be like, I'm just, you know, just for us, Ludo and I and, our, and the team, and both, but they're, they're people. Who are you know excited to to hear about? You're like, oh, I I should, I should remember to talk about this exciting thing that is happening. Which is what I think the newsletter helps me about. What do what do you guys find helpful? Or you know, what's the hardest part about a newsletter uh, that you guys put together?
0: Getting people to sign up. (laughs) Um, I uh, I even tried to bribe it. Like I said, at C2E2 is the week or, or two before Christmas. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to have candy canes, and they can take a candy cane if they sign up for the email newsletter. But what I did <laughs> think was that everyone was bringing their children, and then the children would throw, th- th- flop on the ground in a temper tantrum if they couldn't have a candy cane. So that quickly <laughs> went out the window by noon on Friday. So what Um, you're saying is you have a
1: highly inappropriate email list now of like (laughs) 97-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. I
0: I didn't think it through because at the time with Shit Show, my email newsletter was called the Shit List. Uh So that combined with the free candy, I'm just kind of like blurring a bunch of lines that it probably shouldn't be. (laughs) So Uh, um, You know what?
2: They got to learn sometime. Yeah,
0: I didn't have a free candy sign or anything, so that's probably good. (laughs)
2: Wasn't for anything to give your email number. Right.
3: You didn't yeah. show up in a van, did you? Yeah, and it was white too. So. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: no,
1: we're we're, so we're living, good with that. But. You know what? Live the stereotype. What? Uh, oh. What? What is the best and worst part for you, Honor?
2: Um, I think the best part is it's a. I like to think it's like a better medium for me than social media. I don't like Twitter. I don't like. Those, I don't want to be on it all the time and Instagram too. It's just like too much, but I like actually sitting down and writing a long newsletter. Um, and the hardest part is actually making time to write a good one. Like I want to write a, a, a good one. I don't want to just be like, here's my stuff. <laughs> here's the <a> link <laughs> every time. Um, so that it, it just, you know, it takes time, but I think, I think something I've kind of struggled with a little bit and have decided not to give a shit about is like, well, what's my personal brand here? You know, it's like, can I talk about my weird mythological history fantasy book and also new red city and also the other stuff I'm working on? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no rules. Like it's fine. Um, yeah. There's a lot of advice floating around that you've got to like, you know, brand yourself, nice. but I think you got niche down, you
0: got a niche down <laughs> and then niche down again. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I just want all the niches.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not a very niche person. What are you talking about?
2: Good. Yeah, but I—I I had like you're talking about C2E2, Adam. I went to Comic Con for the first time as a—I've been many times. As I had a table um, last year, and it was so good compared to like trying to you know call out to the masses on the internet. Like just actually being able to talk to people about the books because a lot of people would come over and they'd know who Boodika was. And that was great. You know, there's a guy who like asked me to ship him a book and then sent me a bunch of emails about this other like figure from Irish mythology who was like this badass pirate queen. So, like, <laughs> now I made a friend. <laughs> it's like, it's so nice. Um, I like that kind of longer form. Like, you, you actually establish, it feels like a, a discussion with, with people.
1: I, my first email I sent out, I worked on it really, really hard. And I sent it out And after about an hour. Um, there's two stories to this, but, but the funnier one is I got an email back from Russell Nulty. Hey, really good email. There's like nine calls to action in there. Maybe you could have sent nine emails over the next nine weeks. Huh? Let's remember that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, well, if I'm going to email people, I got to really like,
3: Make it work for a while. <laughs> I
1: realize you don't have to be. <laughs> uh,
3: well, you both mentioned uh, cons. Were you both doing cons, you know, pre-pandemic and then, you know, now they're, they're starting to come back, I guess. So how, how's that kind of been?
0: That was my first one as a pro writer. That was my first time ever tabling, so I had no no idea what to expect. Um, I didn't feel right being there quite yet, and I don't think anyone else there felt like being there. Um, I have another one coming up in two weeks, Des Moines Con, um, oh, which is no. probably going to be a lot smaller than the Chicago can i ask
1: Um, are you are because of the the pandemic you didn't feel like being there or what what was yeah it was was
0: mostly pandemic related. i mean at the time the the mandates were still there and stuff and then every time someone coughed every single table and artist alley brought out their hand sanitizer (laughs) so it's just like the straight up the nose right pretty much (laughs) yeah everyone's doing yeah just shots of hand sanitizer um I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the learning curve. Two years into a pandemic. I mean, conventions. I mean, read Pop still has to make money, so it's not like conventions can go away, you know. And I, I know we're still in the pandemic, but you know, I think yeah. at least here, I, I live in Iowa, so it's not like most people thought we had a pandemic, anyways. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's still, it's still a weird time, but
3: yeah. We'll get I,
1: it, I think. I did miss this one. Blake says that niche guys finish last. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs>
3: um,
1: yeah, I've I've only done two small shows since since the pandemic. Uh, one one I was just really opening up and I, I agreed to do it and then Delta came out. And I was like, what should I do? And and I asked them and they put me out in a hallway. So I was like one of like three tables in the entire hallway, just because I'm, I'm more careful than than your average bear about this. And uh, that was that was cool because you were never like too, too much. Um, but the last the last one I did was in a small hotel, but um, definitely the numbers were down. It was, you know, it was Omicron, which is not as dangerous as Delta. Way more communicable, but uh, not as not as dangerous per se. So I felt I felt pretty comfortable. I'd say seventy percent of people were wearing masks. I, I wore mine, but I didn't feel like the weirdo wearing a mask, which is kind of all, what I ask now is just don't make me feel like a weirdo. Um, I'm weird enough without feeling like it. Um, but it, I mean, I think. I think most people are are pretty we all know about Concrud before COVID. So yeah. I I'm I wanna wear the mask for that. I mean yeah. forget forget <laughs> this this you know evil pandemic. I don't want to feel like crap like I always did anyway.
2: So I feel about the subway now. It's like oh. this is fine. <laughs> Um, yeah I I was like wondering before New York Comic Con where everyone I really didn't see anybody not wearing masks there like myself I heard about it but I think I only even heard of one person personally who tested positive which is kind of wild um, but they were really careful uh, it was kind of nice in that usually New York Comic Con like a mosh pit <laughs> everywhere <laughs> you could actually walk and kind of take your time and talk to people um but yeah I was I I was wondering if everyone was going to be extra weird because they had not had any human contact in several years right. so it was like <laughs> what are what am I walking into am I extra weird now like I'm <laughs> just gonna be like at yeah. each other um but I think everyone was like very happy to be there and it was it was sweet Um, and yeah, I got to, I tabled with my buddy who I like never met in person and like, that was cool. So it was, it was, it was fun.
1: Cool. So you guys both had basically your first con, like, so how, how were the books received? Did people give you, were you happy with how they were received? Did you realize, oh crap, I got to go back and work out a pitch? You know, what, what was your first experience? Cause I can tell you, I walked out my first day at Supercon down here alone and I said to myself, oh, I've wasted my life. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I just
1: comic book guy came into me and I was just and I went home and I was depressed for five hours. And I was like, well, you're going back tomorrow. So you just better do better, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and I'm still doing it. So what were what was your thoughts?
0: Um, so I was wheeling in my stuff and I look at the table right next to me and it's Bob and uh, Kevin. Bob oh, cool. and Kevin Conner. Nice. I'm like, oh, sweet. I know those people. But then, like across from them, I see Rob Liefeld's name, and then right by <laughs> Rob Liefeld was uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda. Oh, they're uh, then, they're wonderful though. Oh, they're Did amazing. you get to?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I've never met Rob, so I don't know anything about how mm. he interacts with people. But Jimmy and Amanda couldn't be nicer oh, they, to they, those they of us great. trying to be. Yeah,
0: and then uh, to my other side was Jay Lee. So I'm like <laughs> looking around, and the Metal Shark Bros <laughs> just won Ringo. I'm like. <laughs> i don't think this is my table um but no I, yeah i didn't know what I, to expect so it was great
1: did you have like lingering lines for these people that were stuck All having the to look at oh your yeah votes?
0: jay was backed up with commissions he was working and everyone was like just chilling in front of my table so i'm trying to be like free candy and uh exactly don't um, say little boy and little girl
1: after that no, <laughs> no yeah, that's your biggest yeah, mistake
0: right and then uh no it was great though everyone was really busy and um it was a good time yeah like it's a, of course i uh tables at those type of things are are way more than the local ones and mm-hmm. and hotel and all that stuff so i didn't i didn't make any money but yeah. uh, i made some back and hey i sold i sold i wanted to sell a comic i was just being a smart ass to everyone i was with i'm like i just want to sell one comic and mm-hmm. i sold more than one comic so you, you know <laughs>
1: So every success was an, another 100%.
0: I was floating on cloud nine <laughs> after that first comic. <laughs> it was just the fear. I'm like, okay, someone come and buy a comic. And then yeah. someone did. And then someone came and bought two comics. And then someone came and bought three. And then someone came and bought everything on my table plus the trade paperback. And it's like, yeah. what
1: How about you, Honor? You said you got to, to table with your buddy.
2: Yeah. And I, I... I feel like I, my husband was joking. He was like, I feel like you came home every night and you were like, <laughs> would debrief me and then be like, okay, and here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> like I was like kind of trying to take notes. Um, mm-hmm. And so my friend is JL Johnson who has, um, and he had the rule of nine. he had like, which is another kind of fantasy book. Um, so that like we kind of made sense as a table and um, his friend was next to him who has like another kind of cool fantasy adjacent book and those two were so good at flagging people down and I'm not Mm. good at that but they were like hey you come over here (laughs) and they would you know kind of go to that half of the table and I'd be like hi can I interest you in maybe this book perhaps Um, and I think from them I kind of learned to Actually, speak up a little bit and like wave Mm -hmm. to people and like bring them in. Because I just I would feel shy and weird doing it the first day. But then it's like your your eight year old self would kick your ass if she knew you were (laughs) like oh behind your table like shut up. Um, So yeah, there were there were some pep talks that had to happen behind my mask to myself a little bit.
1: Like it's okay. You guys, you guys did start off with two of the biggest shows in the mm-hmm. world too. Right. Yeah. Like to me I started off with a big show with Supercon which is like 30,000 people. You guys started off at C2E2 with, which probably has 150 mm-hmm. for the weekend and New York Comic Con at one point had beat San Diego for for mm-hmm. you know people coming in. I I don't know COVID the numbers you said it's not a mosh pit which is nice because then you can actually talk to most of the people when it's mm-hmm. a Moss, but you're just like, there's nine people going by and you're trying to figure out which of the nine is most likely to like your book, you know?
2: Yeah, like make eye contact with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I sold books. I was really happy about that. And I I didn't have anything from New York City at that point. So I printed a bunch of ash cans um, for that because the, the Kickstarter was running at that point. And my goal was to give all, you know, 150 of these away (laughs) to people (laughs) um, who stopped by. And I was I was able to do that um, with the help of a friend who ran around on the last day and just started throwing them at people. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you run into people who wouldn't take it for free? Because I've had free stuff that I couldn't give away at cons.
2: There were a handful of people. And I think. It was. It was very. There were very few people, and I get it. Like I, I'll do that sometimes because also, like as a New Yorker, if somebody tries to flag mm. me down the street, it's just like, fuck you. <laughs> like yeah. it
0: just,
2: it's in my yeah. bones, cannot yeah. do that. Um, but it, there were a few people, but I think I kind of at one point I was like, really? Like it's please, <laughs> and they <laughs> felt bad and took it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, all right, you know, that's fine. It's That's rats. A- I get not everybody wants that. Okay, i remember.
1: But it's about an exterminator. I mean, like you said, you've got them either way.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you, you like rats? Oh, I got these cute rats, <laughs> and then there's something <laughs> going on. You don't like rats? Well, they're opening up for one week. They can
3: kill rats. <laughs> That's awesome. All
1: right. Well, um, let's do put both of the campaign links up one yep. more time. <laughs> want to do and um new rat city just like uh new jack city but replace jack with a rat and you're set on it um parts one and two you're gonna get four comics uh like i said definitely uh catch up on this book it's it's excellent and Big scary dot monster will get you to the Moonspawn and the Defenders number zero anthology. So, how did you um, decide which art teams to reach out to, Adam?
0: I had worked with most of them before. Like, uh, so Nicholas Santos, he does the the Bug Story. Um, he's doing shit show 2, Like I said, in a, in an anthology we're working on right now. Uh, Rollins, we're doing that the Kickstarter later this year. Who else? um hernan gonzalez he does the for sale uh haunted house one and we're working on a, a pitch right now um i'm super hyped about that and if that comes out it'll be it'll be good um who else is on there um all the cover artists that i'd work on but i've worked with before like uh Juan angel he's done so much stuff um for me he does like we do uh i call it visual development type pieces we just do like character portraits so i have something to look at while writing and then i got to the point where we had so many of them i'm like this is incredible artwork let's just turn it into uh variant covers and stuff and um his variants on Shit Show one was one was a retail exclusive and one the other one was the best selling variant we had oh, so nice. yeah we we kind of struck uh, gold with that one uh, but yeah, it's incredible. Social media is the worst thing on earth, but it's awesome for finding like collaborators, right? <laughs> like search like the hashtag uh comic jobs. Um I, I spoke with Lucas uh through Twitter and we were we were working on something at one point. Um but it, it's just uh if as long as you run around the right circles, right, and avoid the, the bad hashtags and the bad people, it's, it's decent. <laughs>
1: we do our best to avoid the bad people if yes. we can. Uh, that's not always not always successful, but we, not always. we definitely they, do our best. They,
0: they come out of the woodwork. They find you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I think I forgot to ask, Adam, um, within the Kickstarter, can people get the Scout comic editions of Shit Show? Yeah, we have. Um,
0: we we don't have single issues, but you can buy the Shit Show one trade. Okay. And the thing about this, all I, I say it's all in universe, but um, it's all very Hellboy esque You know, the Mignola universe, where everything's a self-contained story. You might have like an Easter egg here or there, um, but like Moonspawn. One through four is going to be self-contained. Shitshow Volume One, self-contained. Um, the second one coming out through Scout, Keepers of the Cosmos, is self-contained. Um, yeah, it's uh, you can buy Shitshow Volume One as an add-on on the the Kickstarter now, right, or cool. wherever comics are sold. <laughs> but that's a way to, to
1: you know consolidate shipping. You're already paying the shipping for one. Not knock, knock it out and get it all.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Might as well. All right.
1: All right. Well, I want to thank you guys very much. I um, like I said, I went to the movies today and that movie was fun and exhausting. So I'm 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 before my um, bulletproof coffee that I had at eight o'clock goes away. um, I'm going to say thank you. I heard Brandon Ruth talking real big about it. So I I was I Whole Foods. I just was like, oh, marketing. I'm going to jump on it because Superman told me to. Um, But I don't feel focused. I don't feel like the butter encapsulated the caffeine like I was hoping it would. So before I crash and and do terrible things like uh, Chuck Pino says, bad people suck. um, I had a I had a bumper sticker on my car in college that just said mean people suck. And somebody uh, kicked out the, the brake light on on my fender. And I was like, that's kind of a funny bit. (laughs) because that <laughs> person was mean and they sucked. So I had to appreciate the humor of that as I was going to buy a new brake light. Um, mean people do fucking suck. Um, all right, Chuck, thank you for tuning in. I think this is a day after, but happy birthday, buddy. Happy Chuck, birthday, Pino, Chuck. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Chuck. I think it was the, the fifth, but I'm not sure. So I uh, love you, buddy. And I hope it was a great celebration with the family. Um Ignacio no, thank you for um, the weekly joining and making our night. So this is where we always say that it's going to um, fall off a cliff, but it's a, it's not a high cliff this this week because we don't have a ton of campaigns and I'm going to grab the first one because Madeline Holly Rosings steampunk um, historical fiction where she grabs figures that you've all heard about like Harry Houdini, Nikolai Nikola Tesla, um, uh, Alexander Graham Bell, etc., cetera, uh, create a team to fight ghosts. And they're not even the stars of Boston Metaphysical Society. <laughs> There's three others who are the stars. So um, just a fun. Um, uh, what's Will, what's the Alan Moore one uh, where they take historical fictional characters?
3: Of gentlemen. Of extraordinary gentlemen Yeah. yes
1: <laughs> except these are real people and uh madeline is just uh a saint in the kickstarter community so if you have not read boston metaphysical society uh grabs volume one and two in this campaign because it's fabulous and that's it
3: it, it is jd jd done jd finished what <laughs> yeah wow um, I've I've got several other in the list that are perhaps coming in coming weeks. I don't know, but uh yeah, Boston Metaphysical is Yeah. Is it so
1: so I've got good news, Adam. We can't screw yours up next week because you've only you're in the hours left. Yeah. So yeah. uh we can't mess yours up next week. We'll be able to mess up New Rat City. We'll get yeah. one chance to uh <laughs> uh screw it up um next week we do have we do plan to have james powell from the house of fear a um horror anthology series but it's horror for young like middle school grades um i think even some fourth fifth fifth grade type stuff but we'll find out better so house of fear which is a fabulous group of books um and then we got, we got we got other people planned, but I, I don't have that up right now. I think I forgot to back them. Oops. <laughs> so we'll get them back eventually. We'll get them back. There's going to be more than just James next week. Um, thank you, oh, everybody. Uh, yes. Uh, Sacrimony. Oh, yes. Oh, Matt is going to be back with Sacrimony 3 or
3: 4 now. I think it's 3 or maybe it is 4, but she's launching like in 3 or 4 days. Maybe. Hang on, and I can I can find out for sure. Uh, let's see. She is number four. I have is...
1: Sacrimony 3 in my hand, so this has yeah. to be Sacrimony 4 coming. <laughs> number four. Uh, I think it launches. you got to uh, love it when people deliver their Kickstarters before they launch the next one. That's the way to do it. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Meta will be with us, and um, just... Thank you, everybody. Uh, Oh, uh, Blake says, I'm 36 and loved all of the House of (laughs) So thank you, everybody. We will catch you next week. Honor, Adam, it was fabulous to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks
0: for coming on. Thanks for
2: having us.